are listening to the Classic Sermons Podcast from PreachTheBible.org, a ministry of North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. You will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival sermons from great preachers of the past. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. I want you to take your Bibles and just keep them open in front of you there to the book of Romans, chapter number 4. The book of Romans, chapter number 4. Page 1196 in your Scofield Bible. Romans chapter number 4. And I want you to read with me aloud verse number 8. Romans 4, verse 8. Just a brief few words. Let's read it together. Ready? Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin. Now the word blessed to us has a special significance, um, a spiritual significance. It's sort of the word that that combines all of the other words in the Bible that are positive graces. For example, blessed would be, the Bible says blessed is a man. We could put it this way, contented, contented is the man, happy is the man, um, peaceful is the man. Um, the, all of those words, happy, joyous, peaceful, contented, wrapped up in one package, and you could call that the blessed man. However, the Bible, in Bible days, the word got to mean a little more than that. Uh, like we'd say, boy, what a lucky guy he is. It got to mean a little bit like what a lucky man. I'm not going to dwell on that point this morning, but I do want you to notice it says, Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin. Now that word impute is simply a word that means charge. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord, the Lord will not charge sin. Blessed is the man to whom God will not put his sins against his record. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not uh, write down his sins in the book. No wonder that man is blessed. Now this morning, uh, please, for just about 25 minutes, I'll be preaching, and that's all. I know the hour is late. Well, let, I'll, just, I'll make you a promise. I'll make you a promise that I'll be finished preaching in 29 minutes from now, that'll let you know about when it's going to be. It'll be within 60 seconds of 29 minutes from right now. And let us have that extra time just once every 100 years. And I promise you, before I do this again, it'll be 100 years from now. And, uh, Father, now quieten us and still us as we think of this wonderful, wonderful truth. Do thou now give us the attention of all the people. Amen. Just keep your Bibles open there to Romans chapter 4, if you would. I want you to look down at the end of the message, and I want you to see another verse or two. Bible says, Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin. Now, let me say first, there is such a man. Look at me. There is such a man. There is a man to whom the Lord will not charge sin. If the man sins... God will not even write it down. Boy, what a blessed man that is. Whoever he is, what a lucky man that is. There is such a man. Were there not such a man, God would not have said, Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not charge sin. It doesn't say, Blessed is a man who doesn't sin, because all of us sin. 
It doesn't say blessed is the man who quits sin because none of us will ever totally quit sin until we awake in his likeness. It does not say blessed is the man who hasn't sinned because the Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. It doesn't say blessed is the man that doesn't commit big sin. It doesn't say blessed is the man that doesn't commit much sin. It says blessed is the man. Now listen to me. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin. There is a man that that sins and God will not write against that man's record in heaven that sin. Blessed is that man. Now the second thing I want to say beside there is such a man. This man is a sinner and not charged with it. We're not talking about a righteous man not charged with sin. We're talking about a sinner. This man is a sinner. This man commits sin. But God does not write his sin against his record. He's a sinner like we all are. Romans 3.10 says there's none righteous, no, not one. Romans 3.23 says for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Isaiah 53.6 says all we like sheep have gone astray. We've turned everyone to his own way. The Lord laid on him uh, our sins, and, but the iniquity of us all. But I'm saying that, that, that this man is a sinner. He's a sinner like all, all of us, but he is not charged with his sin. Now, that means every other man in this world is charged with his sin, but this man, this man. Let's, Brother John, you two fellows stand where you are here. Let's say Brother Weber over here is the fellow who is a sinner, and Brother John is also a sinner, and I can vouch for both of them as being such. But uh, let's just say, Brother Weber, uh, is, uh, he's this man, and Brother Weber sins, but God does not write it down. But Brother John sins, and God writes it down. Blessed is that man. In the presence of God, no sin is charged to him. No sin is registered against his name. Thank you, fellas. You did a wonderful job. And I appreciate your tremendous acting ability. And, but blessed is that man. Now, it doesn't say that, that here's a man that sins and a man that doesn't sin who's blessed. No, we're talking about two sinners. We're talking about two men. Both are sinners. One, the Lord writes down his sin. And the other, the Lord does not write down his sin. No wonder the Bible says, Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin. Now, Satan is the accuser of the brethren. He's before God this morning, and he says, Lord, look at old John Colston. Look what he's done. And the Lord says, uh, well, I can't see it. Well, write it down. The Lord said, I will not write it down. But, but look at Greg Weber. Look what he's done. Write it down. And God says, I will not write it down. I won't write it down. Well, blessed is that man. The Bible says, without holiness, no man shall see God. And somehow or other, this man has in his in the records in heaven, in the books of glory, in the books of heaven, this man does not have his sins written down. Blessed is this man. He is a sinner, but he isn't charged with his sins. And the Lord will absolutely not write it down. Now you listen to me. Until you get to become this man, you'll never get to heaven. If you have one sin charged against you, or if I have one sin charged to me, Against me, when we stand before God, we'll not get to heaven. For without holiness shall no man, no man shall see God. So what am I saying? I'm saying that there is something a man can do to where God refuses to write down his sins or charge his sins against him. 
out yonder in the future, there's a time called the judgment seat of Christ. That is where all the saved people shall stand before Jesus at the judgment seat of Christ. Far too many people think that, and you've heard preaching like this, that God has recorded every word and every word you've ever said will be played at the judgment seat of Christ. And God has a tape recorder and every word we've, we've said will be played. And God has a video machine and everything we've ever done. The big screen shall be there and it shall be, it shall reveal everything we've ever done. Now that may be true, but not for this man. Not for this man. This man will not have all of his words re- are, are, are played at the judgment seat of Christ. This man will not have all of his deeds shown at the judgment seat of Christ. Why? Because this man has no sin charged against him. This is a man who has sinned, but has no sin charged against him at all. No wonder the Bible said, Blessed is this man. 2 Corinthians 5.10 reminds us of this judgment seat of Christ. But at the judgment seat, this man, whoever he is, this man will not have one single sin charged against him. The Bible also speaks about a time known as the great white throne judgment. That's the judgment of the unsaved at the end of the millennium, where all the unsaved shall stand before God. The average person, I'm afraid, feels that that judgment is going to be like this. Hey, here's, here's, uh, here's uh, 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 pick on somebody beside John. Here's Ray Bordway here. And uh, uh, God calls Ray Bordway. And Ray Bordway stands up there shaking like that. And God takes a piece of a, a big book, and he opens that book. And on this side over here, it has all the bad things that Ray Bordway has ever done. And on this side, all the good things that Ray Bordway has ever done. Now, uh, if Ray Bordway is it's going to be tilted a little bit like that, uh, be heavy on that side. But uh, and it would be for Jack Hiles, too, by the way. But a lot of people think, okay, Ray Bordway, all the bad things. Ray, you've done 2,765 uh, bad things. And you've done 3,116 good things. Hey, Ray, you're going to get to go to heaven. Enter in the joy of the Lord. Well, that shocked the fire out of you, didn't it? <laughs> he wasn't only shocked because he had more good things. He was shocked because I'd admit it if he did. But, ah, but Brother Ray, let's see. We'll go to Brother, Brother Keith. Brother Keith, you've got uh, 4,114 bad things and three good things. And none of us can remember what they are. So the average person thinks that someday that's what's going to happen at the judgment, great white throne judgment. Everybody's going to stand before God and the books will be open. And God said, okay, here's your good, here's your bad. Let me tell you something. That's not true. Nobody's going to go to heaven who has one bad thing on his record. One bad thing. You do one bad... If one bad thing gets on your record, you're not going to go to heaven. Ah, but the Bible said, Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin. Ah, and Brother Ray, back yonder, when you receive Christ as your Savior, and you put your trust and faith in Jesus Christ, God said, Wipe this record clean. Wipe this slate clean. And it's in the presence of God this morning... As God looks judicially at the books and glory, not one single sin is charged. Hey, listen to me. 
You got you one sin. You said, well, how's I'm not a bad sinner. Bible doesn't say the wages of, of bad sin is death. Well, I'm not a big sinner. Bible doesn't say the wages of big sin is death. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. But this man has no sin charged to his record. And the great white throne judgment does not reveal. Are you listening, sailors? The great white throne judgment does not decide who's good and who's bad. The great white throne judgment decides who has sin listed against his record and who does not have sin listed against his record. Ah, blessed be God. Fifty years ago, when I was a little boy in the ghettos of southwest Dallas, Texas, I was standing up on the pew in church one morning, barefoot, not quite 11 years of age. My daddy was an alcoholic, the neighborhood drunk. My mama was a faithful, sweet Christian lady who we almost starved to death. But I was standing sitting over here on the pew in Fernwood Baptist Church of Dallas, Texas, and my big old six-foot-four-inch pastor stood up and he said, Dear God, save Jackie boy. He prayed for me. And I learned a little while later that the WMS had had a special prayer meeting for God to save a little 11-year-old boy. Oh, not one of the fair-haired kids, but the little runt of the church. My mama cleaned the church building every week. She was the custodian for $2 and all the money that, that dropped on the floor out of the envelopes. That's what she got. And one night, my daddy came in drunk as he did every Saturday night. And my mama... Met him at the door and she said, Affy, your son needs you. You got a boy. He needs a daddy. My 235-pound daddy took his big old fist. He's a professional wrestler. Took his big old fist and hit my little 100-pound mother in the mouth. Some of her teeth fell out and blood came dripping from her mouth. And I saw my little mother crawl on her hands and knees with blood dropping from her mouth and holding some of her teeth in her hand. She crawled back on her hands and knees to my daddy and she hugged his feet and she said, I love you, Effie. I love you, Effie. I saw my daddy so drunk he couldn't walk straight, take his big old hand and whack her across the jaw. She fell across the room and her big old her head hit on a big old door. The old knot swelled up on her head. My little mother crawled on her hands and knees back across the room and she said, I love you, Effie. She hugged his feet and kissed his feet. And she said, I love you, Effie. I love you, Effie. And I cowed in the corner of the room. And I said, one of these days I'm going to grow up. And one of these days I'm going to get a job. And one of these days I'm going to get some money. And I'm going to make that woman a queen. That's what I'm going to do. I did grow up. I did get a job. I did get some money. But a founder couldn't make her a queen. She was already a queen. I just bought a crown to put on her head. And I remember all night long, Mama and Daddy, Daddy fought Mama. Mama pled for Daddy. Next morning I went to church. And I wanted to get saved. I didn't think God had saved a poor little kid like me. And that night we had services outside the church. As I walked outside the church, I, I knelt on a little, little uh, bridge like that went across the little ravine. And I knelt there before church, between training union and church. And I said, dear God, if you'd have a little poor, 
boy, barefooted boy like me from the ghettos with a drunkard for a daddy. I'll take you as my Savior. Could I shout for a minute? Could I praise his name for a minute? From that moment till this. I've committed enough sins to pack 50,000 buildings like this. I'm not as proud of any of them. I've made more mistakes than my share. But thanks be to my God in heaven, not a single one of those sins has been charged against my record. Not a one. You don't go to heaven because you're good. You go to heaven because he's good and you trust him. That's why you go to heaven. Not one single sin. Thank God. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin. It means he absolutely will not write it down. Blessed is the man who even though he sins, somebody said, Brother Howes, if I believe like that, I'd get saved and go out and sin all I want to. Yeah, I know. No, if you really got saved and Christ came in your heart, you wouldn't want to sin at all. I sin more than I want to. One sins more than I want to commit. But, oh, let me tell you something today. For these, these 50 years, 50 blessed years, not a single sin that I've committed is written down against me in heaven. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin. Happy is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin. Contented is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin. Joyous is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin, says the Bible. Now, who is this man? Who is this man to whom the Lord will not impute sin? Who is this man who at the judgment seat of Christ will not have one sin recorded against his name? Who is this man who at the great white throne judgment will not have one single sin? God will not write his sin down. God will not impute his sin. Who is this man? Look at your Bibles there again, would you please? Look at verse 5. But to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. Even as David also describeth the blessedness of the man under whom God imputeth righteousness without works. Did you see that? Did you see that? And Fifty years ago, when I knelt as a little boy and said, Dear God, if you will take me, I'll take you. Fifty years ago, God said from this moment forward, There will never be a sin charged against Jackie Boy Hiles. Do you know why? Because when Jesus died on the cross, every sin of my life was charged to his record. Gone, 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 gone. Yes, my sins are gone. Now my soul is free and in my heart's a song. Buried in the deepest sea. Yes, that's good enough for me. I shall live eternally. Why? Because I'm good? No. But because his goodness has been imputed to my record. And my sins have been charged against his record. And God will not charge my sin against me. That's what it says. It says to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. Now listen to me carefully. This is the message this old church has preached for these many, many years. Not a message of do good and go to heaven, a message of trust the, the good one and go to heaven. 
Not the message of works, salvation by works, salvation by membership, salvation by communion. Not that. But the message of salvation by grace through faith in what Jesus did for us on the cross. Now look at me. One of these days you're going to have to die. One of these days you're going to have to die. I was thinking this morning of people I wish were up here. Brother Miller, I thought of, I spent about 45 minutes this morning thinking of people that you and I love. I thought of Harley Dunsworth. God bless him. <laughs> Last time I saw him, we were pitching horseshoes at a church picnic. And he was the best horseshoe pitcher in the church. And I beat him one game. And I refused to play him anymore. <laughs> On his deathbed, he asked me for one more game. One more game. He said, two out of three. Uh, but I was thinking of Harley Dunsworth. Men like that who made this church what it is. I was thinking this morning way in the early hours of the morning about Mrs. Dunsworth and so many others. Oh, Mr. Tudor, whose name is right here on this, this pulpit, Mr. Tudor. <laughs> Mr. Tudor was dying up at St. Margaret's Hospital. I was there. Well, I wasn't there at first, wasn't there? And he, the, the, the nurse came in and said, Mr. Tudor, you better call your priest. You're dying. Mr. Tudor looked up at her and said, I am a priest. Oh, she said, didn't know you were a holy father. Mr. Tudor said, I'm not a holy father. I've received Jesus as my Savior, and that makes me a priest of God. Now, he said, if you want to call my preacher and have him come here while I'm going to heaven and watch me go to heaven, I'll be glad to do that. And I went up to the hospital and stood beside that good man. I'll never forget it. He looked up at his wife, and he said, now, you think I'm going to be gone, but I'll be watching you. He said, you better behave yourself. She's still alive, and she's still behaving herself, too, because he's looking down. Oh, let me tell you, that good man that 100 years ago cleared off the ground, and that good man that came here and no doubt lived on, on penury wages and a pauper's salary and started this church in a hotel just a few blocks from where we are, and those godly men that came and have preached this message of redeeming grace all through these years, we owe it to them to see to it that the grace of God is preached as long as there's a First Baptist Church here. And let's preserve the next 100 years like God has preserved these 100 years. But the message, all oh, has been. I said this morning in my Sunday school class, we're not all alike. All of us pastors have been different. <laughs> I enjoyed the other day, Mrs. Lewis, hearing about when your husband called. Who was it he called down? Irma, did you tell me that? You're going blank again. You'll probably give me the beginner report tonight again. But uh, Brother Lewis called a teenager down right in the service and said, Don't you hush! He said, somebody here. I don't know who it was, Ray Bordway or uh, somebody. Who? Oh, Mrs. Rose. Yeah, she was a teenager. And Pastor Oranger told her, he said, be quiet or get out. Tom? Tom, stay out of this. You're ruining the whole illustration. <laughs> Pastor Adams. But whoever they were, some were loud and some were some softer like me. Some were undignified, some more formal like I am. But there's one thing this church has done for a hundred years. This church has said, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but by his mercy hath he saved us for the washing of regeneration. Glory be to God. Thank God there's a way I can have my sins 
not charged against me in heaven. You can get baptized, but that doesn't say it. That doesn't keep your sins from being charged against you. You can join the church, but that doesn't keep your sins from being charged against you. You can take communion, but that doesn't keep your sins from being charged against you. What is the one thing that a person can do? You can be one of those blessed people. You've got to die. You've got to stand before God. And the only hope you'll have when you stand before God is for your record to be as white as that sheet of paper is right there. Unblemished. Well, how can I do that? I do wrong. I don't want to do wrong, but I do. I don't want to make mistakes, but I do. Oh, God, how can I ever stand before you with my record clear? And the message comes back. There's one thing you've got to do. And that is you just trust Jesus as your Savior. And that faith will be counted to you for righteousness. And God says, I will not charge one sin against your record. Now you listen to me. Don't you be upset with me now. You go right ahead and trust your confirmation to take you to heaven. One of these days you're going to stand before God. You're going to have sins charged against your name. You go right ahead. And trust your uh, baby dedication and strengthen to get you to heaven. But one day you're going to stand before God and there are going to be sins charged against your name. The Bible does not say, blessed is the man whom the Lord would not impute sin. It doesn't say to him that is baptized but worketh not. To him that joins the church but worketh not. It says to him that believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly. His faith is counted for righteousness one of these days I'll stand before God I'll be quite frank with you the sooner the better I want to see him I told him last week I wonder what color your eyes are Jesus I wonder how tall you are how much do you weigh? Are you fair complected? I want to see him. I want to see my mama. I want to see Dr. John Rice. I want to see my good friend, Brother Roloff. I want to see dear Dr. Bob Jones, Sr., who put his hand on me on his deathbed and prayed for God to give me a portion of his power. Oh, I want to see him look upon his face. Oh, I want to thank him for his saving grace. But I can't see him if there's one record charged against, one sin charged against my record. I can't see him. You can get baptized, but he keeps on charging your sins to you. You can join the church, but he keeps on charging your sins to you. You can turn over a new leaf. But he keeps on charging your sins to you. You can be confirmed. But he keeps on charging your sins to you. You can take communion. But he keeps on charging your sins to you. You can keep the commandments. But he keeps on charging your sins to you. Or. Listen to me. Right where you are. Right now. This moment your heart you could say God I know I'm a sinner 
And I know that Jesus came and paid the penalty for sin. And I know that he came, was born of a virgin, lived a perfect life, went to the cross, and on the cross took my sins upon himself. And Lord, I've never done this, but this time I did. I receive you now. And I trust you to take me to heaven when I die. If you mean that, you listen to me. God will never charge a sin against your record. And you will be a blessed man. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin. It is your faith in Him. May I ask you a question this morning? Has there ever been a time in your life, yours, 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 has there ever been a time in your life, not the time you joined the church necessarily, not the time you got baptized or confirmed or necessarily, has there ever been a time in your life where you said, I know I'm a sinner. And I know sinners are lost. And I know Jesus paid the price for my sins. And Jesus, I take you as my Savior. I accept your gift of life eternal. And I trust you to take me to heaven. For 28 years I've tried to pastor this church. I've got to tell this story and I'll be through. The battle was heavy at first. Part of it was my fault. I was different. My accent was different. Everything was changed, it seemed. And some good people didn't understand me. And we had a battle and some of you were there. And, and I'm not trying to bring up old wounds. But I remember one night, I, I, I tried to keep a Christian spirit. I really had. And then one night, Brother Miller, I lost my cool. I said something I shouldn't have said in the pulpit. You've never done that. But I said something I shouldn't have said in the pulpit. Something that was vindicative. Something that was retaliatory. And I knew I did wrong. It was in that building over there. The baptistry, as you know, on the left, down low there. And I went back in the dressing room. And I knew I'd done wrong. And Ed Roush came in. And I'll love him forever just for this. He said, I said, Brother Ed, I'll resign Wednesday night. I know I did wrong. I shouldn't have said it. From that day to this, I've never said one word from this pulpit pointed at anybody individually. But I said I did wrong, Ed. Ed, Ed Rouse walked in the door, the baptismal dressing room where I was getting ready to baptize. And I said, Ed, I'll resign Wednesday night. I know I shouldn't have done it. I, I threw a fit and I lost my cool. And Ed Rouse put his hand on that shoulder right there. And he said, Preacher, you did wrong tonight. 
you did wrong tonight. You know it, and I know it, and everybody there knows it. But he said, you're tired, and you're weary, but you still shouldn't have done it. But he said, we knew you were human when we called you. He said, preacher, there are a thousand people out there that still love you, and are willing to forgive you. The next Wednesday night, I stood up and publicly apologized for it. There wouldn't be any First Baptist Church of Hammond like this today or Hiles Anderson College if that good man hadn't walked in there and let me know, sure, I'm a sinner. But I walked to the pulpit the next Sunday morning. My people applauded. I can tell you something more wonderful than that. Every time I've ever sinned, since I was 11, <laughs> Jesus has sat there at the right hand of the Father. He said, don't put it down. Don't put it down. Put it on my record. Put it on my record. How can you get your sin transferred from your record to his? One word. No wonder the old sailor said, Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved the wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found, was blind, but now I see. And I've sung this stanza 50 times this week concerning this church. Through many dangers, toils, and snares, I have already come. Tis grace hath led me safe thus far, and grace will lead me home. Hallelujah today. I'm a sinner, but he won't write it down. <laughs> he won't do it. The devil says, your soul, I'll do that. Write it down. And God says, I will not. He won't do it. Well, he won't write it against my record. He writes it against Jesus' record. That's all you're going to get to heaven. You're going to go to heaven? Well, there's a good chance anybody. If you've got one sin against your record, you haven't got one chance. Going to go to heaven when you die? Well, I've I I lived a pretty good life. If you've made, committed one sin against your record, you won't get to heaven. The Bible says the wicked shall be turned into hell and all those that forget God. But thank God, thank God, thank God. If you this morning will say right now, Jesus, I trust you. My Savior, that moment, that moment, God will erase every sin of your life and charge them to His Son. And for as long as there be a God, not one single sin will ever be written down against your record. Blessed be God. Why don't you this morning... Don't worry about joining the church. Don't think about that. Don't think about being a Baptist. Don't think about that. Think about one thing. Coming to Christ. And being one of those blessed ones to whom the Lord will not impute sin. 
Thank you for listening to the Classic Sermons podcast from PreachTheBible.org, a ministry of North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. To listen to many more powerful sermons, visit our website, PreachTheBible.org. If you enjoy Christian music and programming, visit KNVBC.com for Christian music you can trust.